0: You're listening to SBS News.
1: When I was first introduced to the concept, I was worried that it would turn out sounding a bit like a radio play. So I started to listen to some recent radio plays and some older ones. And I think the best I found was the very, very old and very, very well-known War of the Worlds and that was a brilliant radio play and I just thought, oh, I'm not exactly sure how this is going to be different and what the points of difference are between a radio play and a motion picture or you know, a feature-length film without a video component. So that was my first concern. But it's turned out to be vastly different from a radio play and it's actually a really immersive experience and it's just the soundscape is absolutely amazing.
0: And what do you think was the difference here in terms of avoiding that trap of being a radio
1: play? With the project itself, the layering of sound has the intricacy of one of the best motion pictures with sound that I've ever experienced. So it's just extremely immersive. The amount of care and time and effort that has gone into producing genuine sounds and a soundscape along in conjunction with a story that's complex but easy enough to follow without the vision. Yeah, it's just got more levels of sound and it takes you on that roller coaster ride of some of the most amazingly emotional films I've ever seen, which radio plays don't tend to do.
0: You bring the professional experience of being a sound engineer and shaping the soundscape, but also having that lived experience. How did that inform how the project would be executed and achieving what you say is success?
1: Yeah so before I started on this project I've been a sound producer working in radio for several years and an audio producer as well so I've produced uh, radio ads and I've had my own radio programs and all of that sort of stuff so I've got a very critical ear and when I go to the cinema normally um I've tried sitting in the spaces that Uh, for people who are blind or vision impaired and it's supposed to be an immersive experience but they always kind of pop you in a specific seat and they pop headphones on you and they look like the noise cancelling headphones and it hasn't always been a great experience. So coming into this I think myself and the other blind and low vision people who are participating, we come in with a very, very critical ear. We pick up all the pops and all of the ticks and all of the little bridging pieces between each scene. And to have that level of, because our hearing is usually a lot better than the average Joe Um, and as I've lost my sight over the years, I have degenerative glaucoma and at the moment I'm at the stage of end-stage glaucoma, so I'm totally blind in my left eye and I've got less than 1% fractured tunnel vision in my right and I'm working with an amazing guy called Ben Phillips who's a voiceover actor and an actor and he's also totally blind with glaucoma. So between him and myself, we have a really, really critical ear and I think bringing that along to this type of project means that we're listening with that critical viewpoint and we're probably picking up on things that the average person would normally say, well, hang on, no one's going to notice that because they're accustomed to people being distracted by a visual component. So for us, whenever we go to the movies, there really isn't a visual component and the soundscape and the dialogue is everything So we've been able to incorporate our understanding and our knowledge of that, um, along with me having worked on Soundscape and working in that sound dwelling previously into what we bring to the table with touch.
0: The film also invites people who don't have low vision or blindness to experience this as well. Do you think this project succeeds in giving that experience of what it would be like only to rely on your ears and having that heightened sense of how fine-tuned that is?
1: Absolutely. Um, We were all sort of sitting there in the sound studios at Big Bang Sound Design yesterday and listening to the the guys were working on it and we're all sort of sitting there in the background putting in our two cents worth. But the sound is of such quality. And the information that they are putting out there. I implore and encourage people who have full vision to come along and to immerse themselves in this experience. The storyline is incredible, and I know I'm going to need to take a box of tissues to the premiere because although there's no vision, it still takes you on that roller coaster of emotion, the ups and downs, and it addresses the human condition and relationships and love and love lost and just a whole range of human emotion that you don't need vision to experience and I think a lot of people who have full vision kind of if you present to them a world that blind and low vision people live in, they very quickly put up a wall and say oh my god I couldn't live in that world I don't know how you do it and then there comes the sympathy along with it and they allow it to define or empathize to define how it would define them as a person if they were blind or low vision whereas for those of us who are living in that realm most of us don't really allow that to define us it creates a barrier throughout the day or throughout the evening and with our employment opportunities and the like but you fairly soon adapt to it. So the fact that something has been produced that drags people who never sit down and contemplate the concept in the way that we experience into our world, and I think people who come along who are fully sighted or who wear glasses or who have cataracts and are awaiting that simple surgery to restore their vision, it will bring them into a realm where they realise life isn't devastating once you lose your vision or when you're on the pathway to losing your vision. It's just an adaptive way of living. But this storyline and the soundscape and the amount of time and effort, again, that the writers and the producers and all of the behind the scenes, all the crew and all the cast have put into it, has just produced something that is absolutely amazing. And I am so proud to be involved in this project
0: In some ways, as we age, the senses get dulled, or at least affected. Do you think this film could have relevance more broadly for how people think about this? From reactions like, that must be so hard to experience, to also understanding that these senses go through degradation as as we age? That is something everyone will experience in some ways.
1: Yeah, look, I would like to think so. I mean, the majority of people are going to end up losing a percentage of their vision as they age. You're quite correct. And there are very few people who make it to the end of life without having to have either cataract surgery or some type of optical surgery to restore their vision or the use of glasses or contact lenses as they age. So it is probably going to be a little bit of an eye-opener to people who are undergoing those changes in the back of the eye the optic nerve things like macular degeneration which is the number one cause of blindness in older people at the moment there are a whole heap of other reasons people lose their vision and it's not always a slow process you know you can get a knock on the head and have a retinal detachment and that's the end of your vision overnight so I think it is going to be a real eye-opener to people who either know somebody who is blind or vision impaired or who themselves are undergoing that progressive experience of losing vision and the frustration of not being able to see how they used to. You've
0: talked about how unique this project is for having people with blindness and low vision among the crew and also informing the film's development. Do you see this film as the start of creating perhaps a new category or genre? And could we see more projects like this coming down the pipeline?
1: I would really hope so. And, you know, I would really like to applaud MasterCard and Westpac for getting on board with this. This is something that I imagine several years ago people would have said, well, what's the point? You know, the whole concept of making a feature film up to this point has been to use vision rather than words. So the whole premise is if you can show it rather than saying it, then why wouldn't you use vision instead of dialogue? And this actually turns that concept on its head. Everything has to be dialogue. Everything has to be sound related. And I think it's going to be just something that when people do see it and they do experience, they think, hang on a sec, this is a concept we haven't bothered to explore before. I think this is going to be award-winning. I really believe that touch is going to make people's ears and eyes prick up and go, hang on, this is a whole new category of filmmaking that we've never entertained to this point, using this whole soundscape concept to tell a story. And I think in the future people will pick it up. I think for creatives who are attending and looking at it, they're going to look and go, wow, this is a whole new concept, but what a beautiful job they've done. And if we're going to produce anything, we need to step up and we need to be producing soundscapes that are the equivalent to this.
0: When we talk about disability in our society, Dylan Alcott has been trying to raise the idea that we need to be seeing more people with a disability in all sectors of society, arts and sports, to what extent does this project get us closer to moving in the right direction when we talk about that?
1: I think this is a huge step forward. I think probably 10 years ago, if you'd said, we want to make a motion picture, we want it to have zero vision and we want to use people who have lived experience of being blind and vision impaired, you know, the powers that be that run the industry would have said, you're nuts. You know, that's a crazy concept and it's never going to float. Um, But I think we're in a really interesting time at the moment where Dylan is making huge roads ahead. You know, he's gone from being an Olympian to now being an actor um, and a spokesperson and he's got his own foundation and he's probably the start of a sweeping movement across the community where we as Australians are starting to look at people with disabilities and go, do you know what, you may have a disability but it doesn't define you and I think that's a really really important change for our society as a whole because there's nothing more soul destroying than having people look at you who don't know you they don't know you from Adam they've never met you but your disability is obvious you know it stands out like the proverbial and they speak to you like there's something terribly wrong with you or they try to over-accommodate because they believe that their empathy is a way of expressing how they're on board with your disability and that's not what we need all we need as people with a disability is easier access or a little bit more understanding or a little bit more time or you know print media that works for us and the fact that people are starting to look and go, well, hang on, let's push this envelope. Let's see where the glass ceiling lies and let's give the disability community a go and see if it's achievable. And I reckon nine times out of ten, the things that we're wanting to achieve are achievable and finally we're being allowed the opportunity and we're getting the recognition. (laughs)